What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Jays for Days podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh. We got Jays Jumpers, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morantz, Joe Johnson, Ja Rask, of course. We've got Jays again for days, Josh. Happily, Major League Soccer opening weekend. I know that's high up there on your calendar. So very, nice. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. How are the union looking this year? Favorites. Jeez, so that means they 100% will not win an MLS Cup this year? You know. <laughs> <laughs> suppose suppose it's as good a place as, as good a place as any to start, though. Yeah, it, it is fascinating how many going through kind of the anonymous, you know, per, the anonymous executive predictions and stuff. Just just how many? Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird spot to be, mm-hmm. but we shall see. I'm just happy the league is back. Is it is it like a full slate this weekend, or is it oh, yeah. just like a couple mm-hmm. games? Very no, nice. it's everybody. Very nice, very nice. MLS is back. How about that means that means that fall is really coming around, right? Not fall, spring. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of right. This is kind of the start. You got Major League Baseball starting to report. We're in the final weeks of the college basketball regular season. Yeah, it's it's going to be that time of year. Last weekend. Mm -hmm. I think the speaking of racing, I think the 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 newest F one drive to survive. I think it released today. Well, there you go. How about that? But yes. (laughs) Um, it's it's a it's it's much more bearable around these Indianapolis parts. Of course, the low today is like twenty six, which isn't all that. Which is you know it could be way worse, but also when spring really hits, there won't be any lows of twenty six. But yesterday it was like sixty and sunny. So yeah, we're kind <laughs> I was gonna of say, yeah, it's been seventy dabbling. this week a couple times. So <laughs> we're kind of we're in that that we're in that part of the of the year that places with actual seasons kind of play jump rope with the seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. Michigan had like a, yet another winter vortex the last like few days, and there's ice all over the place. You know, not that far north of here, so definitely playing jump rope. But we're getting closer to those to those bearable numbers on a on a consistent basis. Okay, let's talk college hoops. Um, college podcast today, much much more about what's what's been going off going on off the basketball court than what's going on on it um we'll get back to that on on monday but with what has been going on with the university of alabama men's basketball program we decided that we were going to dedicate a podcast to what happened on the tuscaloosa strip the last joke i'll make on this podcast but the tuscaloosa strip yeah Forget the Vegas Strip. Forget the forget Broadway and Nashville. Forget Broadway and New York. Just get just forget it all. Just give me the Tuscaloosa Strip. It's got to be very Broadway esque, right? That's what that's kind of what I'm imagining. It's probably a little more spectacular than that. Yeah, but but that's kind of what I'm imagining. It's definitely a place that is way more spectacular if you're a student in Tuscaloosa than <laughs> it is if you are literally anything else. But that's the last joke I'll make on the podcast. Um. Yeah, plenty has happened sur- surrounding what happened on January 15th, Darius Miles and the capital murder charges that are 
that have been handed down. And then over the last four or so days, five days, the involvement of the best player on maybe the best team in the country uh, and Brandon Miller, a guy who's supposed to be one of the five guys taken off the board first in this spring's NBA draft uh, and his involvement in what happened on January 15th and the subsequent responses to that by head coach Nate Oates um, and a, what was, just an absolute swing and a miss the first time he talked to reporters about Brandon Miller's involvement in what happened on the night of on what happened on the night of the incident. And then we had Jim Stanbridge, who is Brandon Miller's attorney, um, claiming that he never that he didn't know the gun was there. That was alleged. That was was first reported that Brandon Miller brought the gun to the scene of the crime, but that. It was really just Miles who had asked him to bring the the gun to him, and he didn't know it was there and wasn't involved in no handing of the gun whatsoever. So there's clearly plenty to unpack here. Um, I don't know. We'll just we'll just kind of hop into it. You know, we don't want to spend a ton of time with the legal the legal language that's gone on here and and kind of trying to lay everything out because that's been that's been done. Um, we can link articles in the podcast notes um, if necessary to give people context. But at this point, I feel like everybody has seen a lot of the, the stuff that we are talking about from a what actually what, what is being reported to it, to have happened. The, the statements that both Nate Oates and the University of Alabama and uh, Miller's attorney have have brought. So we're this is more commentary talking through it trying to um, just trying to talk through kind of what what this means and how this impacts the sport of college basketball, but also um, just how these things are, are kind of being handled. So with that being said, if there's anything you kind of want to make sure is included off the top that I didn't specifically uh, kind of allude to there, please do, but then we'll just kind of kind of hop into this conversation. Yeah, I want to, you, you did a nice job laying out the sort of 90 foot, 9,000 foot view, whatever the phrase is, of kind of where we're at. I just, I'm not surprised. I just continue to be frustrated by people's inability to bring nuance to situations like this. Because we're at a point where there is information that is important, not necessarily in the legal sense in terms of getting whether Brandon Miller gets charged or not. Like you said, that's not really the conversation we're trying to have, and it's kind of already been had. But just from a moving forward standpoint, from a Alabama basketball status standpoint, there is important information out there that we do not know, we may never know, and probably only Brandon Miller knows in terms of his attorney's job is to defend him, protect him, present his side of the story. Mm -hmm. That is somebody who is paid to be biased. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily untruthful, but biased. 
right, to try and create a specific narrative that benefits Brandon Miller. Does that mean that what he said is completely false? No, of course not. It also doesn't mean that that is exactly what happened and those are the only facts that matter, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of this, just because, or I, I guess, let me back up for a second. So, right, so you got the the... The one side of the – look, that's what his, his attorney said, so we just need to kind of move on. That There's some kind of agenda against Alabama because people are still questioning Brandon Miller's actions even though that's what his attorney said. Yeah, because that's what his attorney said. And then the, the second part is that you also can't go – completely in in the other direction with this because I'm a and, and you know this I'm a very very big believer in individual accountability and that we right we don't know what was how exactly everything played out the thought process that was Brandon Miller was going through but it is possible that Right, according to what his attorney is saying, and that the story that's being presented, that this, because this phrase was used of provided the gun, right, mm-hmm. which has connotations that I think everybody jumped to, and definitely including me. I think we almost took that a little bit too literally, which isn't necessarily anybody's fault because that's the information we were going off of. Mm. But right, he. If he if what his attorney is saying is accurate, that is a completely different story than the original idea of he was providing the weapon in terms of intentionally get right there's we, we don't know what happened in the middle, and so this idea that you can sort of put this into one box or the other to me is just you you can't do it we don't nobody knows enough. To have some kind of definitive conclusion about all of this. And, you know, everybody is entitled to their opinion about whether he should be playing and all of that. But I just, again, we see this all the time with things, right? People just get dug into their side and don't want to have a conversation about how things change when new information comes or this idea that, you know, maybe it's just not as black and white as that. That Mm -hmm. this is a very messy gray area because I don't want to go too far in just attaching responsibility to Brandon Miller that shouldn't be. And also I don't want to ignore the fact that regardless of exactly what his role was, right. There wasn't, he was involved in some way, shape or form in a series of events. And by the way, Jane Bradley was there too. So this is three Alabama men's basketball players involved in a series of events that led to a 23 year old woman losing her life and could have ended much worse. Mm-hmm. Right. That can't be excused either. And so it's like everything in life. It's gray, not black and white. So I guess that's where I wanted to start is just laying that part out because we just don't know. And in that that's where. Like, I, I think it's irresponsible. Here's my biggest here's my biggest issue. With with all of it essentially 
is is the jumping to conclusions from everybody's exactly everybody's like like I'm talking everybody like because you get the the gut reaction right and the the instant reaction on Twitter and and that kind of thing that comes immediately from Brandon Miller was involved in this incident right. And then, right, you used you know, the term provided definitely has a connotation. I still think that the term provided is accurate. In there a very a literal sense, it is regardless, right? Right. Yeah. right. In a very literal sense, it is accurate. There was a gun in his car, whether he knew it or not, there was a gun in his car and he brought it to a murder scene. That is that is factual. That is what happened. And but but framing it the way that it was framed immediately led to this. And even me, super upset, you know, talking to you using phrases like accessories to murder. And, and if that's, and, and, and if there is, and if even half of what his attorney said is true, then that was, that was jumping far too far, way too far. Um, but, but you, there was there was still a like like I keep coming back to this idea of if Brandon Miller wasn't the best freshman in the country and about to be the number three overall pick, what would like if he was just a student at Alabama right now, what would his life look like six weeks after this incident? Like what like what would be what would be going on? Um, and that's not really like there's part of me that's like it doesn't matter because he's not he's the most important basketball player on the number two team in the country, but there's just like there was a jumping to conclusions from the public after the initial reports that Brandon Miller was involved. Brandon Miller played in a out in a college basketball game two days after this happened. And, and is, and is frustrated as I am both with my, with myself for, jumping to some conclusions and the rest of the public, there is no way, shape, or form that he should have played that basketball game on January 17th. And so from everybody's from everybody's angle, there's a jumping to conclusions. And Nate Oates can say all he wants to about not trying to belittle the tragedy that happened on that night. But that is exactly what he did in that first in the first oh, we'll time get he to that. report. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm super, and I'm and I'm talking in, in circles about this, but I but I'm 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 right there with you that everybody involved here, and I don't know like like there's part of me that there there's part of me that wonders if if the you know the outlets originally reporting did their due diligence. There's part of me. You know, I'd love to know just how accurate and how spin spinning the statement from the attorney is. Like all of these things that we'll probably never know. But like, like it's like the thing before it came out that Brandon Miller was a part of it, and all of those things. We seem to have, to have gotten to a final conclusion like weeks ago within the Alabama athletic department. And this week, we're all learning. Like, you cannot tell me that on on January 17th, you knew for sure 100% that Brandon Miller wasn't involved in a 
in a you know in a malicious way in what happened two days prior because you know what someone who helped murder somebody is not going to do tell you immediately that he was involved with it if there's a way for him to and that's not and i and believe me that is not me trying to say that brandon miller is lying here that is not that is not what that is that's just saying that if someone was that that someone is not going to openly admit their exact their exact involvement in an issue like that if they can get away with not telling you their exact involvement and that starting with the you know with the Alabama basketball team side of things and kind of getting into the public side of things that's the thing that's that's the most frustrating here yeah and that's really I think you and I are on similar wavelengths with this of I don't I don't really have much of an interest in having a conversation whether Brandon Miller should be playing right now because again we don't know I I have kind of the and I, but I would argue that not knowing means he shouldn't be playing. And sure, if that's, you don't know that, you, then you should default to not playing that guy. And, if, and that's a hundred, yeah, that's a hundred percent valid. In terms of right, if I just my personal opinion of if you're taking all of this information, should he be playing or not? We don't have the information I need to make that decision. So, sure. yeah, right. We we can go around in circles about that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's an absolutely valid one. Of you know. Maybe just take a step back on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the biggest frustrations I have, though, is what you were getting at in terms of – and this is one of the things I said to you when we were texting about this. The way that this has been framed from the beginning – and I don't know how much of this was for legal reasons. I, I don't know how much of it was – for completely selfish reasons, I, I don't know. But at least I feel like this was presented as an isolated incident involving Darius Miles. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Outside of the actual consequences for people, just the the, the idea that none of this came out until right a month later due to court proceedings is an awful look for Alabama. Yeah. Regardless of how you want to handle it and whether people agree with the way you handle it or not, because it's, it's, and I was thinking about this last night as I was kind of preparing for this. It's kind of I, I totally understand why you would leave Brandon Miller out of games right now, but it's kind of weird because it's about something that happened a month ago, right? The only th- new thing here is that it's public information, and so you're doing this based off of public perception, which oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I when I say out of games right, like I mean he should not, he should not have played since January 15th. right, right, right. You said January seventeenth was their that game afterward, right? Yeah, 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 and not right. That wasn't, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm with you on that part that I don't think it's getting talked about enough is we're debating it now. Mm-hmm. Why, why aren't we going back and asking those questions immediate, right, immediately afterward? And then you get that paired with, and I think what Nate Oates was trying to say was basically trying to be consistent with the message that Brandon Lawyer's attorney put out, right? 
I think that's what he in was... retro and retrospect. Yes, because the attorney's statement had not come out by the correct point, by the time he was right, which is an important detail. I think that's what he was trying to do. However, what he did was instead of saying everything to actually explain what he was trying to say or say nothing, which again, I don't know, you know, how much can you say because of legal reasons? I don't know all of that. Mm. But instead of doing one or the other, he went in the middle, which is, I would argue, the worst thing you could do because then he says stuff like wrong place, wrong time without any context. Yeah. And regardless of whether that's actually how you feel based on what, you know, law enforcement have told you about what happened and and what Brandon Miller has told you and, inter- you know, Brandon Miller's interviews with law enforcement. Saying that when, again, two of your – three of your players – and I know that was specific to Brandon Miller, but three of your players were somehow connected to this. It could have been much worse. And you said that right after what happened at Michigan State, which is one of the things you said to me, is mm-hmm. that is the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Was what has happened since, and right, the, the statement coming out to kind of explain what Nate Oates was trying to say to me doesn't almost doesn't even matter. It's an awful look from the start to the finish in terms of how Alabama has handled this. Because either you've got to be upfront with the information and right, say, okay, you, right, you can still defend Brandon Miller and you don't have to just jump to bad conclusions, but mm-hmm. you could, right. You could just say, look, here's the information we have from law enforcement. Look, Brandon is cooperating with authorities out of just respect for the sensitivity of the situation and to make sure it's handled correctly. Right. We're just not going to play him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It could have been as simple as that, or you could have gone up there and said, there's, there is more information that that we have, or we feel like the way that this is being presented doesn't tell the whole story. This is not the place to discuss that. We need to keep the focus on on the on the victim here. Right? There's so many different things you could have done, and instead of basically trying to defend Brandon Miller without actually bringing the evidence, which is essentially mm-hmm. what Nate Oates did. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I, I have zero. Like, uh, like I'm almost to the point where I don't, I don't care what the Alabama Athletic Department does at this point because everything at this point is a reaction rather than just doing the due diligence up front. NATO yep. came out and clarified his statements because he got absolutely he got he got buried for straight up belittling the murder of a of a mother. That is what happened in the first. In the first, he came in and like, and clearly his sole point was to belittle the event and belittle Brandon Miller's involvement in it. And so at this point, anything Alabama does is because of a, of the public reaction. So I don't like, like, like you get no, you get no brownie points, you get no bonus points, you get nothing for what you do post 
post the reports that Brandon Miller was involved coming out. Because they chose to do nothing when they knew right. about it that nobody else did. Exactly. Right. And that is a, you know, and, and, and that is where, and you can give me a, you can give me a billion reasons why Brandon Miller played in that January 17th game when there's no way on God's green earth, you had all the details. You can give me all the reasons in the world, but the reason he played over all else is because you didn't want to lose to, to Vanderbilt on the road. That is why he played. And and that is why, even though you knew, because I mean, and 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 Nato said it. He said, "I was aware that Brandon Miller was there. Right? Like we knew that Brandon Miller was there. And these things just don't happen that fast. They don't. You don't get details that fast. And and so now we're at this place where, and right, maybe they maybe they were they were told not to say anything, which I also have." which I have different issues with, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's just, it just, it just reeks with the, the, the whole thing reeks with the, the smell of we're doing everything we can to protect our basketball team from an incident where somebody was murdered. And mm-hmm. honestly, they don't really seem to care about that part of it. I mean, they seem to, they, they're doing a really good job. Well, they're working on saying the right things, but like the fact that you have to come out with a statement because the thing you missed was valuing what actually happened. Like the actual outcome, the actual tragedy, like that is what Nate Oates had to do. He had to and, come out and say, oh, I'm really sorry. I forgot to basically respect what had actually happened and that a son lost his mother. Like, like that is, that boils my blood because that like, like, how is that not the very, how do you not spend five minutes talking about that when you sit down in the freaking chair? The first time, like before you say anything else, before you take any questions, you should spend three minutes using all of the factual evidence that you have to pay condolences to to the person that lost their life because we we know like like those things we know right we're talking semantics at this point about whether or not a guy did or didn't know that the gun was in his car mm-hmm. we know that one of NATO's NATO's basketball players murdered somebody and we know, so like, you know, we're jumping to the, well, let's make sure that Brandon Miller looks as good as possible in this. But, you know, instead of some of the other, and I know that, you know, right, it wasn't the very first time that he had talked about what had happened. So there's some of that as well. But I'm just, I, I am, I am, and I texted you this in a, you know, half joke. Like, I just, I, I hate the the lens through which, so many things are looked at because of of college sports. It mm-hmm. it drives me absolutely bananas. And and this is this is about the ugliest the ugliest form of it because I mean not 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 all that often does does the best player in college basketball this year one of them 
end up in the same spot as him. Like literally bullet holes in his car close to a murder. Mm-hmm. And the gun was just retrieved from his car. And it um it just reeks of we need this guy to play basketball for us more than anything else. And maybe that's a little bit unfair, but to the people whose job it is to protect Brandon Miller, NATO's and NATO's included, right? That's part of his job is to protect his players. And, but I just, I, I, like, I, like, I almost don't like myself that we've spent this entire podcast, like, not really paying respects to the the person that died. Like we're talking about a murder and we haven't said the woman's name yet. Mm -hmm. And that kind of rubs me the wrong way. But also, I mean, that's not, that's not anybody's fault. It just is. And I don't know. It's one of those things I could talk in circles about for days without making an actual point. Cause it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's indicative of, kind of what the the most important thing seems to be when people talk about this right now and that's whether or not Brandon Miller is going to keep playing basketball mm-hmm. which is part of the very core foundation of what gets me so frustrated about it right and that's where I think you and I are in agreement that that's that and that's part of why I said I just don't have much interest in having a conversation about that I would much rather talk about right the how we got here and this, it's just, and I think one of the sad things about this, to kind of add to your point, is, of course, the saddest thing is the loss of right a, a mother, a twenty-three-year-old woman, a child who's no longer going to have his mom around. Mm-hmm. From a kind of optics standpoint, outside of that. I would argue that Nate, and you kind of alluded to this, that Nate Oates has been, quote unquote, saying all of the right things. And I really do think he cares and he feels it. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to put a lot of value in those words when you see that this is the series of events that has unfolded and this is the way Alabama has decided to handle them. Mm-hmm. Because you can say whatever you want. And again, I really, I do think that Nate Oates, maybe he was trying to do both, which is incredibly difficult to do in this situation, right? Show, show the respect for the tragic situation and treat that the way it deserves and protect your player. Mm. But the value of the words comes from the actions that back them up or the lack of value in the words comes from the actions that don't back them up. And that was one of the things that I was thinking about too when he said that was – and from the very beginning, right, of just not sort of having any kind of accountability for the other – and I, I just throw Jaden Bradley's name in there. Of course, Jaden Bradley isn't connected to any of this other than the fact that he was also allegedly there. But mm. right, this is not just one – an isolated individ, individual within the Alabama men's basketball program. This is – Regardless of who the players are, this is three players and, right, you know, one of them being Brandon Miller and another one being an important player on your team and Jaden Bradley. It's just, it's hard to put stock in any, anything that anybody says when there was nothing 
done outside of what I would argue had to be done in terms of Darius Miles. Excuse me, right? Yeah. And and that's that's also one of the things I keep coming back to in terms of having this conversation now is we should have been having this conversation a month ago. Alabama yeah. chose. And again, maybe there are, you know, there are legal reasons for this. Of course, right. It, you want to get all the information. You can also say that though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Alabama chose to not acknowledge in any way, shape or form the involvement of anybody outside of Darius Miles. And so that inherently devalues anything you say because the message that's being sent by the way Alabama has behaved over the last month is we're doing everything we can to right keep our team together this season, to increase our chances of winning a national championship, and to keep Brandon Miller on the floor. Mm-hmm. Whether that was the intention or not, I'm you can draw your own conclusions about all of that. That is how it is coming across. And there hasn't really been much of an acknowledgement of that until everybody went after Nate Oates because Nate Oates said something incredibly insensitive. Mm-hmm. That, and even the response, it some of those apologies just blow me away because I feel like they don't actually acknowledge the bigger problem, which was that Alabama has taken no responsibility for the involvement of the other two players. Mm-hmm. Whatever involvement that is, right? You you don't have to go throw them under the bus, quote unquote. But you also don't have to pretend like they weren't there and that they weren't somehow involved in a situation that, again, was tragic enough and could have been much worse. Mm-hmm. Considering that a firearm was brought to a location with all kinds of people, right? And so it it's just hard for me to put stock in words when actions are showing you something different. And that's that's one of the things I'm wrestling with as well. Cause I want to I want to believe that Nate Oates cares a great deal and is about the right things and truly believes he's doing what's best for Brandon Miller in terms of not Brandon Miller, the the basketball player, but in terms of what he knows about the situation and the way he decided to handle it, mm-hmm. that basketball was not the number one consideration. I want to believe all of that. It's just hard to lean in that direction and give that the benefit of the doubt when everything else is suggesting otherwise. Yeah. And I think, you know, and kind of the last thing I have is it's, it's kind of created this like I think in some ways it's a, it's actually like done a disservice to to Brandon Miller. Yeah. Because it's either because it quite like before the attorney's statement especially like not only does it make the program look bad, but then it like completely like, like, like uh, intentional or not on the Alabama side, it completely leaves Brandon Miller out to dry and with a Mm -hmm. target on his back. Yep. And then 
further exacerbated that by what NATO said. Right. Because, you know, when NATO's first talked to the, to the media, basically what we knew is that Brandon Miller was there and NATO doesn't seem to care, right? Like, that, like those, those were the, the two main bullet points, right? And, right, we, we knew that Brandon Miller, quote-unquote, provided the gun. This was, yeah, right, before the mm-hmm. attorney's statement. That Brandon Miller provided a gun to a murder, right? And NATO doesn't care. That's the, those were the two things that we knew. And, and there's just no way, like, like, yes, there would have been some, but it would have been much more, it would have been much less speculatory and much more, um, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, much more, much less speculatory and much more. I don't know, wonderment, just like, like if you, if you come out just days after and say, Brandon Miller was there, there were other Alabama men's basketball players there. From what we know from Brandon and from the police and all of the investigators involved, we at this moment do not believe that Brandon Miller was of any, was of any knowing wrongdoing, right? And, and then we can, like, we can have, then the worst conversation that can be had is Alabama's making a mistake letting Brandon Miller play basketball. Exactly. Yep. And does this hurt his NBA draft stock? Right. Like, that is the, and then things, but other than that, that's the only, that's the only thing that you can say, right? It's not, because the, the initial reaction won't be, did Brandon Miller help kill somebody? Right. Right. And that was the initial reaction when the report came out earlier this week. And that's what happens. Did Brandon Miller help kill somebody? And that would, if you had just mm -hmm. come out with it early, that he was there and we do not feel like he was involved in a, in a, with malicious intent, that he was wrong place, wrong time. Like that is the right time. That is the right time to say wrong place, wrong time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that creates a, a barrier automatically between the murder and Brandon Miller. Right. And instead a month later, it comes out that he was there and immediately people's brains go to Brandon Miller was involved in that murder. Not Brandon Mm -hmm. Miller just happened to be there. And then your statement, wrong place, wrong time doesn't makes you, you know, can be woven into the context of we're still figuring things out and not I'm trying to cover up how my the best player on my team was involved in a murder, mm-hmm. right? And and that is that adds to the irresponsibility of because like 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 I'll admit like it's been I'm like I, I had to kind of dig myself out of the Brandon Miller was involved in this murder. Yep, same poll. I had to, I, well mm-hmm. I, I guess I had to you know put the dirt back. I always find that funny. Dig myself out of a hole. You can't dig yourself out of a hole. It, the hole just gets bigger, right? You dig yourself out of a hole. How do you dig yourself out of a hole? It's a very profound point I never considered before. Uh, um, sorry, I, I I said I wouldn't make any more jokes. Um, but but like I had to, and I think I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat that that now right between right the the Alabama the AL dot com. Um, reports and the attorney's statement 
and now you're kind of wrestling with the where's the middle ground where both of these things meet and that's what actually happened mm -hmm. and from a brandon miller specific standpoint because that would have been still hairy because the entire situation is hairy right, right. but that would have been that would have been a much more advantageous position to put your to put your your player in to immediately create benefit of the doubt and plausible deniability that he had anything to actually do with the the, the bad things that that happened on January 15th. Yeah, 100%. A uh, couple things to that. One, right, by not doing anything, now this is right or wrong. The headlines are about Brandon Miller now, not the loss mm. of life and not Darius Miles. Right. It's a really because interesting point, actually. That, right, because that originally, that had all been addressed. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can never, not, not to just dismiss it and say that we move on, because, of course, you don't. Somebody lost their life. That's the most right. important thing here, as we keep coming back to. But from a, from a, from a news, very sort of a cynical news cycle standpoint, This all got brought back up again because the Brandon Miller stuff came out and it needs to be addressed and questions need to be asked. You chose not to do that the first time. Second thing is this is another example of why controlling stories is important. The minute you pass up the opportunity to do anything initially, you've lost control of this. And so now, Nate Oates is up there in something that I would argue he should have been better prepared for, but also he didn't sign up to have to answer questions about this kind of stuff, right? And to coach his team through this. Doesn't excuse the way it's been handled. But you have somebody whose job is not to be answering questions like this kind of stuff, now having to answer questions specifically about this because you lost control of the story when you try to frame it the way that Alabama did originally. And then the third thing I do want to bring up quickly in terms of kind of the way that this has bounced back and forth and right, you and I both had to rethink our, our views on this once it more information, or at least another side of this was presented. I do think it's important to also recognize, and I learned this or at least kind of, fully came to better appreciate this working at a, a TV station in news. It's not the police's. Let me rephrase that. The police aren't going to frame things a certain way, present it in the most clear, easy to understand way. Mm -hmm. Because like we've pointed out, and I'm, I'm referring to the provided the gun part of this, right? The police are not if, if, if giving – when you're giving testimony, I don't feel like the police are concerned with the optics of what they're saying because that's not really their job, right? Their job is to provide information. And like you said, factually, Brandon Miller provided the gun. Mm -hmm. Now, there are 
400 different interpretations of what that means now based on the different sides that have the, the information that's been presented. And that nuance is very important in terms of Brandon Miller's role in all of this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and I, I definitely made this mistake of that phrase come out comes out and we kind of take it to mean this one thing when I'm not even sure that's actually what the police officer or the whoever was giving the testimony meant when that came out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? They were just factually saying Brandon Miller provided the gun. Regardless of what actually happened, that is true, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, did he do it sort of unintentionally and not even knowing it's there? Or was it more more thought out and more cynical than that? That's what we don't know. But I think that's an important – I kept thinking about that as well, that it is important to remember where this information is coming. It, right, it's coming from this kind of independent third party who is not interested in the optics and what this means for Alabama's men's basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I was certainly guilty of kind of running with that and putting my own spin on it because when I see provided, it means I take that to mean a very specific thing, which in this case, in the literal definition of the world, does, word doesn't necessarily mean that. So I wanted to throw that out there as well in terms of kind of the the match that ignited all of this, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have, I don't have a ton left. Um, I think that I've laid out, laid out my thoughts, and you know, it's, it's um, a truly, a truly tragic situation that has that when intertwined with with college athletics. Um, can get can get really hairy really quickly, and you unfortunately have to doubt the motivations sometimes when it comes to things directly impacting teams that are as as high as as talented and as uh, high up in the hierarchy, so to speak, as as Alabama Alabama men's basketball is this year. So, um, do you have anything else? Uh, anything you want to add before before we get out of here? The final thing I think we should also acknowledge on the court, again, right? This is the least of anybody's, the lowest on the the priority totem pole, if you will, with all of this. Mm -hmm. But it does say something about Brandon Miller, the basketball player, that he was able to, again, whether you think he should be on the court or not, he was able to go on the court and did and do what he did after... I would argue the way that 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 he had been let down by again. I'm, I'm not. I'm sort of picking the very small piece and leaving the bigger, the bigger, more important things out for a second. But the That's way that fine. he had he kind of been 45 minutes with the bigger right, piece, right? The that he had kind of been left out to dry to a certain extent by Alabama mm-hmm. with the way that this all played out this week, and for him to go do what he did was awfully impressive. Again, nowhere near the most important thing, but if we're having this conversation, I think that needs to be a small part of it as well. You know, I think, and and I, I'm not in Brandon Miller's head, but I'm in my head, 
And if I was really like involved in a murder to the extent that it would weigh on my conscience and like me personally, like me personally, like being like just being there would weigh yep. on my conscience. So yep. like, this isn't, this isn't totally like, like there's nothing scientific or factual about what I'm about to say, but like even the things in this world that I'm the best at, like the things that, that would be my bas my basketball to Brandon Miller. Like, I'm not sure I could do them to the extent that he's to 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 the level at which he's continued to do them. If um, if I was really involved in a way that was being hidden and trying to be, you know, and while while we're trying to coerce people into thinking something that's not actually true, now make of that what you will maybe he's just like like they all could just be spectacular like like liars and you know the best liars are just able to separate themselves from the lie right after they say it right so like like i said this is all just kind of like from what i know about myself personally and the way that guilt can weigh on me um and the feeling of guilt can weigh on me that um, that I I couldn't do anything is I definitely couldn't be really good on a podcast like like that like that would that would kind of eat me up so I think I think that can, that that can be part of the the um, the situation at least it's it's kind of been a, a very small part of it for me. Anything That's else? all I got. All right. We did our best. Um, we are certainly not legal experts. We are certainly not. Um, I mean, it's certainly not not especially fun to talk about these kind of things. And it's a podcast that is much more uh, interested in what's going on on the basketball court. We talk about all the time. We we repeat that for for weeks leading up to seasons and and so so that is that is what we we're most interested in but we decided this was an important thing to talk about so um we tried our best to to, to to piece our ways through it in the the most respectful and 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 hopefully add some some value to to the conversation to the conversation as well so we'll be back on monday and um Assuming nothing crazy has happened in the development in this story, I mean, we probably wouldn't spend an entire another podcast talking about it. But if we need to talk about it more, we will. Um, but hopefully, the uh, the center of the college basketball world this weekend can be what's happening on the basketball court, and uh, and we can return to to chit chatting about about. Uh, the games as we get ever, ever closer to, to March 12th and selection Sunday. So please subscribe to the Jays for days podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, and Google podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Jays for days pod. Check out the YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. All we'll be back on Monday. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Jays for days podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh. And we will see you later.